From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. The Biden administration came to a decision regarding the Willow Project this morning. The decision was to approve the project, which has the potential to produce up to 180,000 barrels of oil a day. Climate activists have been outraged that Biden appeared open to greenlighting the project, which they said put Biden's climate legacy at risk. Allowing oil company ConocoPhillips to move forward with the drilling plan also would break Biden's campaign promise to stop new oil drilling on public lands. AP correspondent Jennifer King has more. An oil drilling plan for Alaska's North Slope is getting the stamp of approval from the Biden administration. Environmentalists are expressing disappointment with President Biden's decision to greenlight Alaska's North Slope Willow Development Project. Sources say the plan would allow three drill sites for about 219 wells in total. Oil company ConocoPhillips says it could produce up to 180,000 barrels of oil a day and 300 long-term jobs. The Stop Willow campaign had been gaining traction on social media, gathering more than 300 million views on TikTok. But the development enjoys widespread support in the state. And on March 3rd, while some indigenous Alaskans were protesting outside the White House, the state's congressional delegation met with Biden to argue in favor of the project. Separately, the White House announced that nearly 3 million acres of the Beaufort Sea would be closed off from oil exploration, and drilling would be limited to protect wildlife in more than 13 million acres in the National Petroleum Reserve. I'm Jennifer King. Andy Motoros, Senior Director of Policy at Alaska Wilderness League, gave comments recently on AWL's stance if President Biden were to decide to approve the Willow Project prior to the decision being announced this morning. We're deeply troubled by this misstep of the climate president um, if he goes forward and approves the Willow Project. Uh, we don't think that's the right move to protect our climate, to protect biodiversity, um, and particularly um, in response to listening to the community of Nuitsit who has spoken out during this process and has raised concerns about local impacts. So uh, we're concerned by the announcement that this might be breaking in the days ahead. He goes into further detail on how the Willow Project will negatively impact the environment. This development would open up a whole oil frontier that could produce climate impacts through 2050 and beyond. At a time when our nation and our, our globe needs to move away from fossil fuel development, if we're going to be serious about addressing climate change. And I think being in the state uh, that is impacted by climate much more than other states in this country, um, we see the impacts daily. And so Alaska really does need to be part of the solution. Brent Sass, the defending Iditarod Trail sled dog race champion, withdrew from this year's race on Saturday, citing concerns for his health. A statement from the Iditarod said Sass scratched at the Eagle Island checkpoint about 400 miles from the end of the race. The statement said Sass didn't feel he could care for his team due to current concerns with his periodontal health, which typically relates to gum disease. A video posted on the Iditarod Insider webpage said a plane was being sent to Eagle Island to fly Sass off the trail. The Iditarod said all 11 dogs on Sass's team were in good health. Station sick air crew medically evacuated a 24-year-old crew member from a Canadian vessel located northwest of Graham Island in British Columbia on Friday. The MH-60 Jayhawk helicopter aircrew arrived on scene at 7.58 p.m. and safely hoisted and transported the patient to shore in Massey, a village in British Columbia, where he was then transferred to awaiting EMS. Coast Guard 17th District Command Center personnel initially received the medevac request from Canadian Maritime Rescue Coordination Center personnel relaying a report that a crew member aboard the 72-foot fishing vessel Freeport was experiencing medical complications and needed a higher level of care. Weather on scene included 10-knot winds and 10-mile visibility. 
Coming up next on News of the North, the Central Council of the Clinket and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska announced Saturday it has closed on and acquired the Driftwood Lodge property located in the Ock Village District in Juneau. Christina Lynn Rafridi was sentenced on March 9th to 10 years in prison for federal drug trafficking and firearms charges. And the Department of Transportation sent proposed legislation to Congress asking lawmakers to ban the practice of making parents pay to sit next to their children on flights. All that next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. The Central Council of the Clinket and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska announced Saturday it has acquired the Driftwood Lodge property located in the Ock Village District in Juneau. Clinket and Haida President Richard Peterson says that this is part of the tribe's continued effort to get lands back into indigenous hands. The Driftwood Lodge is adjacent to the old Indian village here in Juneau. And the way Clinket and Hyde is made up, we have community delegations. And our Juneau delegation, a number of years ago, had put a resolution forward at our tribal assembly, you know, basically wanting us to get buy land back and consolidate land. And so we've been doing that with the idea of, you know, economic sovereignty and really trying to diversify and, you know, make our own money. So we have unrestricted funds. We've been really going towards that angle. Clinket and Haida will continue running the Driftwood Lodge as a hotel, and occupants should not notice any change in service. There are currently 10 employees operating the Driftwood Lodge, and all have been onboarded through Clinket and Haida's Human Resources Department as employees of the tribe. President Peterson clarifies what's all included in this purchase. The hotel itself, uh, the parking lot, and then there's a, uh, an attached building with two restaurants. One restaurant is no longer operating, but the sandpiper is still operating. And my understanding is uh, they have a you know a lease there, and so we are honoring that lease. And there's adjacent property, uh, a mini mart type store, Thibodeaux, that people keep asking us about if that's included, and it's not. So it's the parking and, and hotel building surrounding it. He says this aligns with Clinket and Haida's mission and goals would remind folks that, you know, Clinket and Haida is really expanding and diversifying. And we look at being a good part of the community, partnering with, you know, um, different entities to carry out our mission. And, you know, bottom line for us is healthy tribes make healthy communities. Christina Lynn Rafridi was sentenced on March 9th of this year to 10 years in prison for federal drug trafficking and firearms charges. According to court documents, Christina Lynn Rafridi, age 42, of Kenai, Alaska, sold over 60 grams of methamphetamine, 1 gram of heroin, and a 12-gauge shotgun to another person between November 21st of 2019 and December 8th of 2020. One law enforcement executed a search warrant on Rafridi's vehicle and residence. They found she possessed 27 firearms, a silencer, quantities of methamphetamine and heroin. Rafridi was charged with drug trafficking and firearms crimes by a federal grand jury in November of 2021 and pleaded guilty in December of 2022. U.S. Attorney S. Lane Tucker of the District of Alaska made the announcement. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, otherwise known as the ATF, the Alaska State Troopers, and the Kenai Police Department, investigated the case. Assistant U.S. Attorney Seth Brickey prosecuted the case. The Department of Transportation sent proposed legislation to Congress asking lawmakers to ban the practice of making parents pay to sit next to their children on flights. ABC's M. Wen has more from Washington. 
paying to sit next to your kids on a flight. The Department of Transportation says you shouldn't have to. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg sent proposed legislation to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to bar airlines from charging so-called family seating fees if adjacent seats are available during booking. The move follows President Biden's calls to get rid of junk fees and after officials conducted a review last year of airline seating policies. M1, ABC News, Washington. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.